Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. When you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Prestige Subaru, outfitting Western North Carolina for adventure with the 2019 Crosstrek. Find out how to make it yours at prestigesubaru.com. And Urban Escape Vehicles, a camper van rental service in Asheville, North Carolina. Get a taste of van life and book your adventure vehicle today. Visit uevrental.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club, because you're going to receive the latest in travel news, travel tips, and some really cool upcoming vacation destination opportunities. Now is the time that you can sign up for a really awesome legal trip to southern Cuba in February 2020 with Small Footprint Travels. Now, if Cuba is on your bucket list, you have got to sign up and go on this trip with us. It is going to be a blast. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on that Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, if there's a podcast platform, you're going to find Speaking of Travel. So be sure and put your headphones on when you're taking a hike and listen to some of these amazing stories of travel. And get ready, Asheville, because Chow Chow, an Asheville culinary event, is just around the corner. You're going to want to save the dates. That's September 13th through 15th, right up in Pack Square and really all around, because this is going to be an incredible culinary event, not your average food festival. So for more info, you need to check out chowchowashville.com. That's C-H-O-W-C-H-O-W, Asheville.com. Well, I'm excited today. Speaking of travel is continuing the Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiero and some very special guests. So Dana and I have focused this series around climate change and hope. I know, I mean, the days get longer and longer with news that is just so unsettling and a little scary, and I know I get a little anxious. Well, Dana and I want to help find a way to confront our climate and ecological reality and discover ways to respond in meaningful and purposeful ways. So today we're joined by sisters Amanda and Allison Rodriguez. We're going to be talking about inspiring stories of human connection to wild places and new ways of knowing and understanding the world and how everything is all interconnected. And Dana, over this year, you and I, and speaking of travel and the Climate Listening Project, have become very connected, and I'm so excited about that. I love doing these monthly shows with you, Marilyn. It's such an honor. 
um, to be here with you, but also to do all the good listening that we're doing with all of these special guests. People can find, you know, travel tips on how to have less footprint while they travel, green travel, sustainable travel, agritourism, birding tourism, all of these amazing ways that people can connect with our um, natural world and the places around the world that we travel to where people also call home. And so I'm really excited about our guest today. Amanda Rodriguez has been a friend of mine for a while, and I've done some work with Dogwood Alliance, and we actually made a virtual reality film together. And um, I've also just had such an opportunity to work with them in collaboration. And so she's been producing some amazing films and her sister is going to be joining us as well, who I met online before I even knew that they were sisters and followed her work with interdisciplinary. Uh, no, no. What's the, what's the word? It's uh, it, all the different kinds of media and, um, you know, video installations and, and all of these different kinds of art forms um, that she uses And it's all about climate change and climate hope and telling those stories. And so I'm excited to be bringing them together today. And it's both of their first radio interviews. This is really exciting. And I think what you were looking for for Allison was immersive, experiential Maybe. Spaces, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll be talking to Allison and find out so much more. Here in the studio is Amanda Rodriguez. And Amanda, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. I love when we have newbies who are uh, fresh and ready to break into radio and (laughs) podcasting. It's so exciting. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And Dana, you mentioned the Dogwood Alliance, and we have done quite a bit of um, conversation and storytelling with Dogwood Alliance. They're doing so much important work. Yeah, we had an episode actually featuring Rita from Dogwood and Reverend Leo Woodbury. And I actually interviewed him for a new film that I'm making with the United States Climate Action Network that'll be coming out soon. Um, But I just love Rev Leo and I love Rita and I love the work that you're doing, Amanda. Um, So what is your role with Dogwood Alliance? So I'm the marketing director at Dogwood. I've been with them for nine years um, out of their 20 plus years. Um, So I basically my job is to, you know, bring the work to as many people as possible so they can learn about the work that we're doing to um, protect forests and communities of the southeastern United States from industrial logging um, and also ways that they can get involved and um, really make a difference. And stories are such an important tool and film and video. You know, tell us a little bit about Stories Happen in Forests. So Stories Happen in Forests is kind of my um, my baby. Mm. <laughs> We've done 12 short films featuring um, different guests. And it's all different ways that people connect with the forest. Um, their unique personal connection. Because I think that, you know, a lot of us know that Um, Forests are really important for air, for clean water, to protect us from climate change. But sometimes that human connection does get lost in that story, you know, because there are really um, unique, sometimes spiritual, sometimes profound connections and stories that people have in these forests that change and save lives, you know. And so 
I really want to um, provide a platform to share those different stories to remind us of, oh, there's another reason that it's important to protect these wild places. I definitely have my most inspired moments, I think, you know, in the forest. And people will say, Dana, you're so busy. And it's like, well, actually, I was just out, you know, with some butterflies in the forest. And, you know. <laughs> well, I lived in the forest for a very long time. When I first moved to Western North Carolina, I lived in um, some of the the last remaining old growth Southern Appalachian forest. It was truly a magical place. And that's where I learned about life. So what you're saying, you know, being in the forest, being able to to be a part of that natural world, um, and doing these little uh, films, to give us a bit of background on how that even started. Well, um, we have now a board member. His name is Sammy Grover. Um, he's based in North Carolina, and he actually had a friend named John Darnell, who's a lead singer of the Mountain Goats. And he was like, you know, I have this great idea. I want to bring John out into the woods and I want to just have him tell a story. And so he sort of created this for us. He provided this gift of the first video. And then, you know, I was like, this is an amazing idea. I want to find more stories, different stories and showcase different people um, from all around the South and their different connections to the forest. I love, you know, some of these films, they're so short, they're easy to watch, they're easy to listen to, and they really make you feel connected with the person that you're watching. And there's so many different diverse voices and different stories that, you know, you can really, you know, learn something, you can engage and feel something and maybe get inspired to go out into the forest yourself or you know, kind of go after Dogwood's mission and, and protect the forest, become a forest defender. Well, there are so many solutions I know that are coming out of Dogwood Alliance and, and the other programs that we've talked about on the Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. And when, when we come back, Amanda, we're going to be joined with your sister. Woo! And where is she? She's in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, boy. Well, we're just going to have a, a great <laughs> conversation. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in Western North Carolina, or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, and off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Your adventures don't stay in one place, so why should you? Take a road trip in a camper van that's pet-friendly, comfortable, and ready for adventure. Urban Escape Vehicles is a camper van rental service in Asheville, North Carolina. 
For some local camping ideas, check us out on Instagram at urban underscore escape underscore vehicles or visit uevrental.com and use coupon code radio to receive a 20% discount on your first camper van rental. That's uevrental.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. Today we continue our Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiero. And here in the studio is Amanda Rodriguez. She's with Dogwood Alliance. We're talking about... We're talking about stories and conversations and solutions and climate change. And on the line, talking from Boston, Allison Rodriguez. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm just amazed, Dana, that you have these two sisters. One you didn't <laughs> even know was related to the other. Tell us a little bit about how that all unfolded. Allison had <laughs> won an award. It was for her work called Wish You Were Here, Greetings from the Galapagos. And it was Mm. part of the Human Impacts Institute Creative Climate Awards back in 2017. And so I was like, congratulations, this is great. And I checked it out (laughs) and I loved it and became friends and was commenting on things. And then Amanda commented, I think, and was like... I'm so proud of you, my big sister. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You guys are sisters. And I had known Amanda for years. That is really crazy. Well, let me ask you, did you I mean, you're both doing such important work for the environment and for people. Is that something that was part of your background? Were you raised kind of like environmentalists? Um. Amanda, you just tell me if you want to jump in or if I should jump in. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> um, nice. uh, I wouldn't say that we were raised as environmentalists. You know, I think that we were raised to be um, conscientious human beings and citizens. Um, but I think a lot of our background to want to make a difference in the world came from we actually went to college together. We went to Antioch College mm-hmm. together. Oh. And the mission statement, you know, our motto is be ashamed to die until you have won some victory for humanity. And it's called our tagline was the boot camp for the revolution. So I really think that that, you know, at least for me, that instilled that desire to make a difference for for the better. And Allison, tell us about your um, your work. You're doing such important work. You've won this award for this wonderful mm-hmm. um, uh, interdisciplinary work. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, so I'm an interdisciplinary artist, but I work mostly in video installation. Um, I make predominantly large-scale, immersive, experiential spaces. Um, and I try to challenge uh, conventional ways that people think about the world Um, I also try to talk about climate change in this work in ways that is um, somewhat not expected, like thinking about the Earth as a brain experiencing climate change as trauma or linking my uh, Latinx identity to ecological loss, so cultural and ecological loss together, the distancing I feel from my deceased Cuban ancestors to the distancing I feel we feel towards other species. 
um, as a species and, and making a relationship between those two things. Um, and another project that I'm working on right now called Legends Breathe um, is interviewing female-identified artists about some kind of fantasy they had as children that helped them overcome trauma. And then I'm exploring these fantasies and creating experiential spaces, um, but the fantasies all have this link in that people connect to the environment, to nature, to find this power and strength. And so there's this healing of the individual alongside the healing of the planet idea, the power of the individual and creativity alongside the power of nature, the creative force um, going on in that work as well. So I try kind of to approach the, um, the topic from a different angle and create these spaces that allow people to slow down um, they're meditative, they're rhythmic, not a, lot of, not a lot of things actually happen in them, but there's a lot of visuals, a lot of beauty, um, and allow people to kind of reflect internally. They are just beautiful. Oh, stunning. Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I can't wait to experience them in real life, but even just seeing the photos online, and you can, you can imagine what it would feel like to be there in that immersive space. Um, mm. The climate change at the Arctic's edge. Would you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that project? Absolutely. So um, that is, I received an Earthwatch communications fellowship. I'm actually the first fine artist to get one. And they sent me to the um, Churchill Northern Study Center, which is a little complicated. The Churchill Northern Study Center was interested in bringing me as well. They wanted to have an artist participate on a scientific research team. They wanted, the, they wanted to sort of have a different perspective embedded within the team, so they weren't so much interested in necessarily the amazing art I would potentially create afterwards, but in the dialogue and conversations that would, have, would happen surrounding climate change in the field. Um, so they were interested in just having a different perspective, and artists, you know, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I'm a communicator, and I think about communication differently, I think, because I work in visuals. And so they were just interested in having that dynamic. Um, Artists and scientists are working together a lot now. Um, It's just different skill sets coming together. And so for that that residency, I basically was going out in the field, collecting data, um, getting, like, all covered in mud and feces and all kinds of stuff like that, um, and having an experience with these other people. And that... That was what that was predominantly about. I am making work based off the experience, but it was very much about what was happening in that moment between these different people. I believe so strongly in weaving science and stories and art and, you know, sharing in so in all of the ways that people want to share and receive information and um, just being able to create art is of value. But also people are inspired by your work. I think, you know, what are you, you know, what are you hoping to connect as far as, is it hope? Is it action? Or is it just to create? Um, there's a little bit of all that. Um, I've been working, I, I had an installation in the Boston Children's Museum recently, and that was just all kids interacting in the installation along with their parents and seeing the kinds of conversations that take place. Um, like a, a parent looking at their small child and saying, do you know the difference between endangered and extinct and things Mm -hmm. like that? And I think that for my work, I predominantly hope for 
for people to feel connected. It's about interconnectivity. And so I'm sort of relying on kindling that relationship that people have to the planet and to other species and awakening that. Um, the hope is, yeah. yes, hope, um, the, the feeling of loss, because there is loss, um, the feeling of action, all of those things I do want, but I think I work from that idea of making people feel a connection that has perhaps um, been lost in, like, the rush and the grind of day-to-day and the culture of capitalism and all of that that we're surrounded with all the time. <laughs> oh, you know, do you think that it's important for everybody to create at this time? Like, I, I tell people that if, you know, share your stories. You don't have to be a filmmaker. You can you can go out. You can you can share stories in the ways that you want to share them. Do you do you encourage others to create at this time to help heal the grief and to create hope? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see creativity and art as a healing process. I think it's not a coincidence that a lot of artists come from backgrounds that are complex and traumatic. Um, those kinds of things force you to think differently. And I think now in our world, the way things are with trauma surrounding us, we're we're forced to think differently. And um, I do encourage. I'm I'm I, I'm an adjunct faculty at uh, Lesley University. Um, but I also think about art as not, you can't define art. Art is everything. Art is the way we live our lives. Art is the way we engage with other people. So in that sense, I think create, like looking at the way we interact with the world as an act of creativity is, is something I promote. Yes. How cool. Sister. Oh, oh my gosh! Really I can't cool. wait till you all like. <laughs> I know. When are you gonna like? Let's all collaborate. Like we'll talk after the show. How can people <laughs> find your work? How can they connect with you? Um, I have a website, AllisonMariaRodriguez.com. So if you just search my full name, Allison Maria Rodriguez, uh, a lot of stuff will come up. There's article, some articles I've written on these ideas. Um, my website. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, message me, like message me through my website, message me through Instagram. I'd love to connect with people. I love talking with people about these ideas and this, and my work and what they're thinking and what their work's about or what they're interested in. So I would love that anyone to reach out to me and connect. Allison Maria Rodriguez. Thank you, <laughs> thank so, you so much. Thank you so much, Allison. It's really been such a pleasure, and I look forward to meeting you here with your sister, Amanda. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Do you put much thought into what you should include in your carry-on luggage? There are a few things you may want to consider. Are you bringing valuables with you? You may want to carry them with you on the plane. Examples include cash, jewelry, expensive electronics, original photos, heirlooms. Airlines may limit their liability for loss or damage to items. You need to bring something fragile. It may be worth shipping fragile items ahead of time. Critical items that you must have on your trip should be with you in your in your carry-on luggage, such as passports, tickets, business files, or other such items. Thanks for listening. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out.
Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Melody, and I want to tell you about my camper van rental service in Asheville, North Carolina. If you enjoy camping and road trips or want to try out van life for yourself, you might want to check us out. You can rent a camper van that's pet-friendly, comfortable, and ready for adventure. Look us up on Instagram at urban underscore escape underscore vehicles or visit the website at uevrental.com. At Urban Escape Vehicles, we are adventure driven. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and it's time to catch up with our good pal, Doc Lawrence, as he travels along the Gourmet Highway. And today, Doc is in Mentone, Alabama, a family destination in the southeast known for its natural mountaintop beauty. So, Doc, I bet it's nice to slow down and sit back and enjoy the fresh, clean air of Lookout Mountain. I'll tell you, I think I can hear the birds singing just for you now. Marilyn. I'm watching the sunrise over Lookout Mountain. It's just glorious and so inspirational. And Marilyn, no, I'm not in Chattanooga, but I'm in Mentone, Alabama, on the south end of Lookout Mountain. You know, Lookout Mountain extends over 100 miles, and it covers the northern border of Alabama and Georgia and a good portion of Tennessee. To get here from Atlanta, I went through Somerville, Georgia, the really famous hometown of the great American folk artist and my wonderful friend, Reverend Howard Finster. I stopped by to pay homage to him at his grave and visited Paradise Garden, Reverend Finster's own version of heaven. You know, that's very renewing. Reverend Finster was in every single museum of any worth in this country and the world at the time of his death. And he's still in my heart. Mentone is both a rural resort and an arts community. It's beautifully situated adjacent to DeSoto Falls State Park, and it overlooks Alabama's glorious Sequoia Valley, where my dear mother grew up and my ancestors farmed and survived war and the Great Depression. These are sacred grounds to me, Marilyn, something that Alabama natives like my friends Becky Beale in Birmingham and Rick Bragg in Tuscaloosa understand deeply. Marilyn, I'll start the day after enjoying this sunrise with a great, robust Alabama breakfast at Plowshares. Yeah, country ham, scrambled fresh eggs, cathead biscuits, red-eye gravy, and strong hot coffee. Lots of it. You know, I get tired at night, and I love that hot coffee in the mornings. Then, I'm going to join some people. We're going to hike in DeSoto Falls State Park. There's a 125-foot waterfall that will take your breath away. And then we're going to have lunch at the renowned Greenleaf Grill. Alabama lunch is a little bit different than a North Carolina lunch, Marilyn. Uh, There's a lot more food there. These are big eaters, and I'm one of them. Now, Mentone has gotten to be very popular 
with the big city people in Atlanta, Birmingham, and Chattanooga, so it gets crowded on the weekends, but you can find time to view the magnificent waterfalls and even work yourself into oblivion on a whitewater adventure by canoe or kayak. That's not for me, but many people love doing it. The air here in Maryland is pure, and everything is fresh here. In Mentone, the water is unpolluted. Locals tell me I can close my eyes, reach up, and actually touch heaven. And I think they're right. Maryland, tonight, I'm dining with some good Alabama journalists, old friends of mine, at the world-renowned Wildflower Cafe. We're going to listen to some live music, try to get them to play something by old Hank Williams. And we'll share a bottle of Jack Daniels that I'm bringing along, just in case. It's a good time to have a wonderful meal, have great fellowship, and I'll find us a bottle of wine. This is Chardonnay season, and I bet they'll have one somewhere in their cellar. Well, Marilyn, I need to go clean up. You know, the hikes and all the adventure and the eating will wear a guy out. I need to put on some clean clothes and be with my friends. So for now, this is Doc Lawrence for Speaking of Travel and the irrepressible, the lovely Marilyn Ball on the Gourmet Highway saying so long, and I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Well, Doc, I'm ready to join you, so you have fun, and I will see you sooner than later. And remember, travel slowly, and you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, today we're here in the studio with Dana Ruggiero of the Climate Listening Project series, and we're here in the studio with Amanda Rodriguez. It's a pleasure having you in the studio, both of you, and it was wonderful having Allison calling in from Boston and having both you and your sister uh, doing such important work. Really wonderful. Oh, she's always, my my sister's such an inspiration to me, so I, I definitely look up to her. And you were in one of these films that she was talking about. Is that right? I was. Yeah, the Legends Breathe series that she's been working on, um, you know, where she's collecting the stories of um, female identified folks um, and fantasies that they had. Um, I think I was the first one. I had this fantasy of um, actually being able to turn into a mermaid. When I was little, I believed that if I wanted it hard enough and I spent enough time in the water, I could become a mermaid. So um, she created an art piece um, about that, and so I get to be part of the Legends Breathe series. And is it? It's I don't. Is it's not. A, is it a? It's a art installation, right? It's going to be in her style of sort of that video installation, um, immersive piece. Yeah, and I, there's lots of different ways I think that she's going about it, and, and sadly I've never been able to see one yeah. in person. But she definitely has creative ways that she's trying to engage people in the space with the material. And I'm always surprised and excited by the way that she's thinking about this differently. I had a fantasy of a wolf. And everywhere that I went, I traveled a lot as a runner. And I'd go to Junior Olympics and different things across the country. And I felt like if I looked out the window that this wolf would be there. And as I was running, even that this wolf was running with me. And it was always it was like this constant thing of like this just all the time like spirit you know next to me we it was very strange and my mom was like there's stop there's no wolf there but like it sticks with me to this day when I see a wolf and 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 I read something about it or um you know these 
this sort of fear that that I had of it, but also this um, this passion that it gave me to run faster too. <laughs> and, and I think we have those experiences, you know, and so course. it's beautiful for her to share those those stories and and those kind of personal stories are what you're hearing in the stories in the forests, right? Mm -hmm. You know, stories happen in forests is about listening to those personal stories in your film series. It really is. Yeah. So, um, and I try to approach it with, you know, I'm here to listen to your story and I'm not going to shape it. It is your story. Um, and I'm, I'm merely providing a platform. Um, if, if you don't mind, I'd love to share like a couple of, um, premises of them. Um, so we've got one, um, that his name is James Woodley, and he um, is living with polio. And he always has gone into the forest to feel strength and beauty and connection and to feel that no part of him wasn't natural, just like no part of um, nature isn't natural, no matter what it looks like or no matter how it functions. Um, one was Noah yeah. Davis, um, and he you know, connected with nature to overcome his addiction to drugs and alcohol. Um, and he believes that, you know, being in nature saved his life. Um, we also connected with a child. Her name is Lila from the Muddy Sneakers program right here um, in Brevard. And um, she's learning science in nature. You know, so she's getting to experience science principles in nature as a fifth grader. It's wonderful. I think we have those stories when we go to the forest or just when we travel in general, right, Marilyn? Absolutely. And what you said, Amanda, about being able to have a platform is is really an honor in today's world because we all have a voice. We want to help. There's There's hope on the horizon. The platform that you're using, the platform that you're that you've created, Dana, is just so rich with content and solutions. And, um, and I love that uh, not only art and science and women are all collaborating. When we come back, let's talk more about these southern forests, Amanda, and, and what Dogwood is doing uh, in support of conservation. Definitely. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Live your road trip dreams with Urban Escape Vehicles, a camper van rental service in Asheville, North Carolina. Get a taste of van life with the ultimate all-in-one adventure vehicle. Check us out on Instagram at urban underscore escape underscore vehicles or go to uevrental.com and use coupon code radio to receive a discount on your first camper van booking and we're pet friendly green is good local food less oil renewable energy sustainable peace tree hugger say no to gmos be kind to animals don't eat them go solar coexist 
Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and here in the studio today is Dana Ruggiero. Dana is the Climate Listening Project queen. Dana, your work is just so amazing, and it just gets richer and richer and richer all the time. You collaborate so well with so many people. Thank you so much. I have been so honored to do this work and to help share these stories. I actually set up a climate listening project Instagram recently, and I've been just sharing quotes, you know, and photos. And every time that I do an event or I share one of these photos, I'm, I watch a film, I, I listen to a story again, and I, I cry. I'm so grateful to have met all of these people uh, around the world, across America, and so many states and so many countries now, and to be able to share these stories. My new film, Earth People Words, was just accepted as an official selection for the Femme Filmmakers Festival, and that's kind of starting on the filmmaker festival circuit now, and um, we'll be sharing that in many different ways Um you know, just so honored to listen to the story of Joy Harjo in that piece, um, our nation's first Nobel laureate poet that is Native American. So it's about time. And she's just amazing inspiration, um, sharing stories and the importance of everybody having a seat at the table to share their stories Um you know, is what is what that film is all about. And so it's an honor today to be here and and talking with Amanda and Allison Rodriguez, sisters who are using stories and art as a way to inspire climate hope. Well, we love the hope, don't we? We do. We need it. We do. And Dogwood is, you know, sharing these stories from people around the Southeast, but also, you know, works a lot on inspiring action as well and and really working with communities. And I think that that kind of equity in in storytelling and in in this activism work is so important. So I really love the way that you guys do the work that you do um, in enabling others to tell their stories and to do the work with you. Yeah, it's because because it's not a it's not a true movement. It's not a complete movement unless all the voices have a seat at the table, unless all the voices are making decisions, unless the people that are the hardest hit by climate change are making choices on what is best for their community and what the solutions are that they need. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. That is very, very true. And now more than ever, um, we need to be doing some really deep listening. And, um, you know, my friend Nikisha Glover, who has done some work with Dogwood Alliance, I recently shared a quote from her from the upcoming film I'll release soon with the U.S. Climate Action Network. Um, But she talks about how there's the solutions are out there and often it's the communities that are impacted. They know what they need, you know, and we just have to listen. 
So you are doing this listening with Stories Happen in Forests, and you're also going out and doing this activism work um, and really helping to spread the word. What is what is the Forest Defenders Program? So the Forest Defenders Program is our monthly giving program. It's sort of the uh, the backbone of the forest protection movement, you know, because... Um, it is so important to get involved and to sign petitions and to show up and to volunteer. But, you know, the the truth is that we do need money to fund the movement. And with small monthly giving, you know, anyone who's giving five or ten dollars a month can make a huge impact on the longevity of this work, on our ability to shift to face new threats when they arise and to just like continue to engage with communities and be, you know, finding out what are those solutions and how can we raise them up? The South is, you know, just being devastated, unfortunately, by forest destruction and these wood pellet factories in our rural communities. And and you guys are really going in and helping to support the communities that are fighting back and protecting our southern forests. And so engaging with Dogwood in all of those just different ways that you listed um, are important and also inspiring others to share their stories as well, right? So you're making these films and people can go and watch these films, but also they can share their own stories from around the South about about the ways that they have been inspired by the forest, by their travels around the Southeast, have inspired them to, you know, take action in different ways or just to love nature or love themselves in a different way, Right. Yeah, it's actually, it's a lot like my sister Allison was saying. It's about interconnection. You know, the the stories that I'm sharing with the stories happen in forests are, I hope, a way that will help others connect and remind them of the stories that they have because we all have stories. And nobody has a monopoly on who gets to tell stories and whose stories are more important. So with those connections, when folks are realizing, oh, I have a story and this reminds me of when I was in the forest, you know, I just hope that it will it will make them feel more connected to nature. It'll make them feel more connected to each other and to, you know, help remind that, you know, we want these stories to continue. This is so important. And if we don't have these forests, if we don't have these wild places there, these stories are going to start to go away, you know. Well, so much more will go away, unfortunately. So we want to keep active in telling the stories, doing the the work that that you're doing, that Allison is doing. How can we find out more about Dogwood Alliance? You could uh, visit our website, dogwoodalliance.org. Um, you could also follow us on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and I would... I, I would actually recommend that the, you know, the, the best thing that you could do is sign up, sign up for our email. You know, if you want to know when there's, you know, a wood pellet plant that's going to go up in a rural community and you want your voice to be heard, you know, if you sign up, we'll be letting you know. We'll be letting you know when you can volunteer, when you can come out, when there are opportunities for you to make a difference. And even more is being able to contribute uh, monetarily because sometimes reaching into your pocketbook, into your wallet, we all have so many expenses. But like you were saying, Amanda, even just $5 a month, you're making a difference. You're, you're creating the impact. 
Exactly. Because, you know, it is a movement. And if we have hundreds of folks giving five or ten dollars a month, it does make a really big difference. We need to work together and we need to connect our hope in this time now more than ever with, you know, our finances, our political actions, our day to day actions, and really think about how what we do impacts the world around us and these places that we love, these places that we live and that we travel to and, you know, the people that we love. And so all of these different ways, you know, makes us just as powerful as, you know, the folks that are working very hard to destroy our forests and, and to destroy the world, unfortunately. And so the, the numbers of people that really care deeply about the forest that are from all backgrounds um, and walks of life and they care about these natural spaces, um, you know, they inspire me. Well, Amanda, the work that you're doing, the work that your sister Allison is doing, what a someday I'd love to meet your folks. What a great <laughs> people you all have here. Um, it's just so it it brings hope to all of us. And when we talk about solutions, um, being able to to connect, look each other in the eye, um, look at somebody's art, be a part of uh, a part of a movement that is healthy for everybody. I want to thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the show and and Allison, too, for being here with us today. And Amanda, tell us again how we can get in touch with you, with Dogwood Alliance, to make a contribution, to find out more, and to be a part of the solution. Yeah, you could um, you could email me at amanda at dogwoodalliance.org, or if you want to visit our website, dogwoodalliance.org. Also, Dogwood Alliance on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we can find the Stories Happen in Forest films there. Yep, they're on our website and they're on Facebook. Awesome. Art free, available online to share and watch. Well, Dana, thank you for another wonderful time of sharing and watching and connecting. I have to say that having you each month here with the Climate Listening Project as part of our series um, is introducing us to people all over the world who are doing such important work and bringing hope to what really could be frightening and scary, but also very hopeful that we can make a difference. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. I want you to go out this week and, you know, go take a walk in the forest. I would say anywhere you live, there's going to be a piece of nature, a part of nature that you can go in and put your feet there, look down and recognize I am where I am and look up and say, there is so much more we can do. Go out and have a wonderful week. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 